Happy Birthday, Mr. President is a production of Big Four Enterprises, copyright 2019. I'm your host, Jeff Myers. My co-host is Carissa Slate. Our creative director is Shelby Myers, and our senior writer is Evan Myers. This is Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Hey, Carissa. Hey, Dad. Have you been drinking? (laughs) An after-work beer, maybe. (laughs) Well, that is very timely because our birthday president today, Uh Franklin Pierce, he was a little bit of a boozer. He was an alcoholic. A little bit of a boozer. Yep. He liked to drink, so that'll be part of the discussion today. But yeah, Yeah. today is uh, Franklin Pierce's 215th birthday. He was born on uh, November 23rd, 1804, in Hillsboro, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. He was also born in a log cabin. And one of the things that uh, we know about him, he was the first president to actually be born in the 19th century. Oh, really? Yes. So, Well, here we are for episode number two on Happy Birthday, Mr. President. And I'm your host, Jeff Myers, and I'm with my co-host, Carissa Slate. Hello, everybody. And we're really excited to be talking about Franklin Pierce. And Franklin Pierce, uh, he graduated uh, from Bowdoin College. I think that's how you say it. It's in Maine in uh, 1824. And do you know what he, he did most of the first two years in college? Did he drink? He drank and he skipped class. Oh, not... Not too motivated. Not really motivated at all mm-hmm. to go to class, but he did kind of get his studies back on track the last two years. He ended up graduating third in his class. Oh, so he really kicked it into gear. He buckled down. Well, he had a couple of classmates that I think uh, that a lot of people have heard of, Nathaniel Hawthorne and Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Okay. Very famous people that he actually went to college with, so he was friends with them. And after he got his, uh, I think it was called his uh, arts degree or liberal arts degree yeah. from uh, Bowdoin College in Maine, he went to law school and he got admitted to the bar when he was 22 years old. That's impressive. You have to, well, nowadays you can't graduate. It's four years of undergrad and then three or four years of law school. That's right. And I think. When you're 22 years old and you've been admitted to the bar, yeah, you're doing something. You're just right. a baby. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was born in New Hampshire and he spent most of his life in New Hampshire. And uh, early on, so a couple of years after uh, he was admitted to the bar, he got elected to the New Hampshire Legislature. So mm-hmm. in the state of New Hampshire, he was 24 years old. And five years later, when he was 29, he got elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. Man. <laughs> Very much on a on an accelerated yeah. uh, track. Now, when he was a representative in Congress, he worked closely with Andrew Jackson and okay. James K. Polk. Okay. Which seems to make sense yeah. because if he had his political career and they were the presidents at the time, uh, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but guess who one of his other good friends was when yeah. he was in Congress? guy by the name of Jefferson Davis. Okay. Does that sound familiar? It does. 
Do you know what Jefferson Davis did in the future? I don't know much was, about presidents at all. That's why I love this podcast. This I'm is, learning so much. This is a great podcast, <laughs> it isn't is, it? It is. And we're on Spotify. <laughs> oh, check us out, people. <laughs> it is so exciting. Well, Jefferson Davis was the future president of the Confederate States of America. I did know that. America. I did know that. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. Because Franklin Pierce, I don't think I would have liked him too much. Why is that? Wasn't he? He was pro-slavery. Yes. Yeah. The interesting thing was that he was a Northerner mm-hmm. and a Democrat, and he was pro-slavery. Yeah. Well, and he made he made a law. What was it? It was he he decided that states could choose if they wanted slavery or not. That was which re- I think is so stupid. That was really his position. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when we get into talking about his presence, I got a few other things I can add about that. Mm-hmm. But so he was good friends with Jefferson Davis. He was elected then to the U.S. Senate when he was 32 years old. So okay. once he got out of college and got in the bar, it, within 12 years he was already in the Senate. Yeah. So, uh, well, before he got into the Senate, though, he saw a girl. Oh. He was spitting. Her name was Jane Means Appleton. Jane's Appleton. <laughs> yes. And they got married on November 19th of 1834. That's James A. That's Garfield's James birthday. Garfield's well, I don't know that birthday. year, but yeah. November 19th. And it was four days before Franklin was uh, 30 years old. Oh. Now, I don't know how old Jane was. Uh, yeah. But uh, she was an introvert and very shy. And there's some things that happened in their life that kind of uh, explain that. They had three kids, and it's really a sad story about their children. Uh, their first uh, little boy named Franklin, he died when he was three days old. Oh. And their second son, Frank Robert, died when he was four years old. Oh, my gosh. Yes, they, he got typhoid. And it was about the time that Frank, uh, well, they had uh, a third uh, boy, named Benjamin. They called him Benny. That mm-hmm. was his nickname. And it was uh, shortly after Benny was born that Franklin had been doing some things in politics. And he says, I'm going to go home for a while. I'm yeah. going to practice law. So he did. Uh, but the sad thing is that Benny died when he was 11 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I'm going to have some more on that later. Uh, but did Frank, he have any more kids? That was it. They just so had the three kids. So he lost all three of his they kids. They lost all three of their kids. And in fact, they lost all three before he was even in the White House. Ugh. Well, uh, Franklin and Jane were married for 29 years. And Jane died in 1863. So that was about the time of the Civil War. Yeah. Or it was in the middle of the mm-hmm. Civil War. Well, one of the other things that Franklin did before he was president was he fought in the Mexican-American War. Mm-hmm. and. He was uh, commissioned as a colonel, but he quickly rose to uh, the rank of general, and he commanded 2,500 men, and he took them to Mexico. Now, this is an interesting story. So they get to Mexico, and now, remember, he's from New Hampshire, so he's been up in in these northern climates, and they go to Mexico. It is oppressively hot. Yeah. And his men are just kind of falling by the wayside. They're getting sick and, and falling down. So there was this one particular battle that... Pierce was on a horse, and his horse reared up, and it reared up so fast that Franklin hit the pommel on the on the saddle, yeah. and he fell to the ground, and he twisted his knee. Twisted his knee. And there he lay. 
Now you're a doctor, so I am a doctor. <laughs> if a if a guy twists his knee, uh huh, probably not a great yeah great position to be in when you're fighting well, in a war. And the thing is, too, when he fell and twisted his knee, he fainted. <laughs> so all these soldiers looked and from, said, "From the excruciating pain from of the, the excruci- knee twist." Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And so all these soldiers looked at him and they said, what a coward. Yeah. And that actually stayed with him uh, a lot through his, his presidential career. And he he didn't want to leave. The, the commanding general said, I'm going to give you uh, an honorable discharge and you can leave. He goes, no, I want to stay. So he stayed and he went in one more battle. And you know what he did to his knee again? He twisted it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Probably didn't let it fully heal he, the first time. Exactly. Didn't have a good therapist. <laughs> he didn't have a good therapist. No. And when he twisted his knee the second time, mm-hmm. he fainted. Oh, no. So he's, got he's already got this reputation of being this cowardly guy. But there was one general that uh, actually saw Franklin Pierce kind of in, in the context of leadership. And uh, his name was Ulysses S. Grant, okay. future president. Mm-hmm. So. He, he was actually impressed by Pierce's leadership, so he was, uh, di- you know, didn't come down hard on him like yeah. that. Well, it was the election of 1852 that Franklin Pierce was the candidate and to become the 14th president of the United States. And his opponent was General Winfield Scott, who was a part of the anti-slavery Whig Party. So yeah. you made the point that... It's a that, shame that he didn't win. <laughs> true, true. It was a, a point that you made that uh, Pierce was a Democrat yeah. and was pro-slavery yeah. from the North. So uh, though Democrats thought he would be a good candidate because he would be sympathetic to the South. And remember, this is 1852, so this is a time leading up to the Civil War. So there's a lot of division and compromise and... Uh, so in the election of 1852, Pierce won 51% of the popular vote, oh. and Winfield Scott won 44%. So it's actually a, a pretty sizable right. victory. So you're probably wondering, well, what about the rest of those yeah. votes? Well, there was this other party that was called the Know Nothing Party, and they took they were like the third party candidate. The Know Nothing Party? Know Nothing Party, because they would be challenged on, well, what's your platform uh, beliefs? And they would say, we know nothing. Kind of like Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. Do you remember? No. You don't remember Hogan's Sounds Heroes. Sounds like just voting for Mickey Mouse, though. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. Well, one of the things about the Know Nothings, too, that I found interesting is that they, one of the things that they were most concerned about was the fear of Catholic immigrants coming into the United States <laughs> and taking jobs away from Americans. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Just a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Well, the Whigs, so Winfield Scott was in the Whig party, and the Whigs and the Know Nothings, eventually what they did is they joined together to form this new party called the Republican Party, okay. in the, which would then be in the election of 1856. But, so Pierce won the election of 1852, but Jane and Benny, his son, yeah. they, they were hoping he didn't win. Oh, really? Because they didn't want to go to Washington. Well, here's the sad story. So it happened two months before Franklin uh, went into office. Uh, Franklin and his wife Jane and their son Benny were on a train in Massachusetts going back to New Hampshire, and the train derailed. 
Oh no. There was one fatality. And it was and little that was Benny. It was little Benny. So that, how tragic is that that they have now lost, had three That's boys horrible. and lost That's all three awful. boys. So uh, Jane went into a very deep depression, and she spent most of the first two years uh, in the upstairs of the White House. She wore black and never came out. Aww. And at the time, the role of the First Lady was really to be a hostess for a lot of parties, and she just was not around. Yeah. Now, later in the, uh, the, the last two years of his term, uh, she she did make more uh, present uh, was more present in there so uh, made appearances yeah. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Well, let's shift oh, gears no. a little bit, Carissa. So okay. I want to I want to throw some true or false questions at you. Okay. Let's see I'm how ready. you do. So here's some things about. So so tell me, is this true or false? The Pierces were the first family to have hot and cold running water in the family bathroom of the White House. The first family. They had. Is it true that the true or false that they um, had hot and cold running water in the White House? False. That's actually true. Is it? Yes. How they did it, I have no idea. But I'll have to yeah. study it because how would you heat water other than boiling it or heating it with fire back in the 1850s? So yeah, that's true. They had hot and cold running water. Wow. Let me ask you this one. So true or false? The Pierce family had the first Christmas tree at the White House. True. That's true, yes. I knew that one. That's kind of... I saw it. You saw that. <laughs> I saw that Almost online. Again. All right. Now this one. Okay. Franklin was the first president of the United States to do a keg stand in the <gasps> Oval Office of the White House. True or false? Oh, I hope it's true. Well... I'm not Did really they sure. Have kegs then? I don't know if they had kegs, but it would make sense because he went to college. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. He went to college yeah. and he was an alcoholic, so yeah. he was doing keg stands in the Oval Office. I don't know. We'll <laughs> leave that one out there for the listeners to decide whether or not that's true or false. <laughs> I hope it's true. <laughs> kind of do hope it's true. Well, let's talk about his when he was actually president in the White House. So he entered the office on March 4th of 1853, and he was 48 years old. And one of the first things he said as he goes into office is that he thought that involuntary servitude, also known as slavery, was constitutional. Oh. That's really what he believed. And he, he believed, and, that's, and he maintained kind of that position throughout his presidency. But a lot of people say he really didn't do anything. In fact, he thought that the country was at a time of peace and tranquility when really you had things going on like the Missouri Compromise of 1850, which said the state of Missouri above this 38-degree uh, parallel line, above it was free and below it was slave. Yeah. And there were just a lot of compromises going on. Remember I told you that Jefferson Davis was a friend of his? Well, he was also Franklin Pierce's Secretary of War and his chief advisor. Oh. So... <laughs> This is interesting. One of the things that Jefferson Davis had to do, uh, or was given the job to do, was to restructure and modernize the army, which mm. he did a great job. Mm -hmm. Which actually was to his detriment a few years later because the army that Jefferson Davis built ended up was defeating his him. Confederate yeah. army. Yes, huh. yes. But another thing that Jefferson Davis helped with was the completion of a transcontinental railroad in the, in the southern part of the, the United yeah. States. And 
they bought uh, some land from Mexico for like $10 million. And that actually completed the outline of the continental United States of our southern border with Mexico that we know today. Okay. So that was Jefferson Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you had the Missouri Compromise of 1850, which I talked a little bit about. Then there was the Kansas-Nebraska Act. And it repealed the Missouri Compromise. And there was just... That's I in my view, that's where the Civil War started was this yeah. Kansas Nebraska Act. Because Kansas wanted to be a slave state, Nebraska wanted to be a free state, and they they uh, uh, repealed the Missouri Compromise and it was essentially Pierce saying states it's up to you whether you want to be uh, free or slave. Which is human it's, rights should never be up to anybody. It's just it's just awful. Yeah. It's just awful. But I think it's important to understand the context of Franklin Pierce's role yeah. in that leading up to the Civil War. So the election of 1856 came along. So he'd served his first term from 1852 to 1856. The Democrats didn't want him. They didn't want him to? No. So Franklin Pierce is the only elected president not to be nominated by his party for re-election. <gasps> That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That's karma, though. It is karma. Mm-hmm. The only elected president not to be nominated by his party for re-election. Oh. Who knew that Franklin Pierce had that distinction all to himself? Yeah. Well, after he left the White House, he lived another 12 years after being president of the United States. And... Uh, so he died young. He Well, he died October 8th of 1869 when he was 64 years old. Mm. So I think back then, 64 years old was probably old, pretty pretty along in years yeah. and everything. So, But uh, not many people know much about Franklin Pierce. So hopefully our little discussion today, you know, people have learned and uh, always got a plug that yes. uh, there might be a trivia question out yes. there someday about Franklin Pierce. So. How did he die? You know? He just he just died of uh, natural causes. Yeah, it was uh, nothing okay. spectacular. I was wondering if so. it was from alcoholism. No, he uh, he he did he was very depressed, of yeah. course, you know, because of the loss of his his children and uh, his wife being depressed and everybody being depressed. Yeah. Of course, being president of the United States is is not an easy job. No, have you uh, seen the pictures where they age the presidents yes. from like their first day in office to their last yes. day? It's Yes, there's not many pictures though of Franklin Pierce from that. Probably. He was a very handsome guy though. Was he? Yes, yes. I and I, I, I wanted to know. Well, how tall was he? He was five foot ten. So okay. I'd say he was probably normal height. But yeah, he was very handsome. Okay. Probably a ladies' man. Ladies' man. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, on this occasion of Franklin Pierce's 215th birthday, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mr. Mr. President. President. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and we hope you'll join us for our next episode as we celebrate the birthday of yet another President of the United States. A special thanks to Catherine Moore, author of The American President, Jared Cohen, author of Accidental Presidents, Eight Men Who Changed America, and Daniel O'Brien, author of How to Fight President. Original music written and performed by Jeff Myers. I'm Carissa Slate, and we hope you'll tune in for our next episode.